Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 127. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So I believe we left off. It was a 3 a.m. call to Lee June. No, it was only 2 a.m. Oh, excuse me. I mean, yeah, that was dumb. Lily will admit it. <laughs> I warn you about something that Lex and I were discussing. Oh, what's that? This defiler, it eats Zerg. Yep. So that it can store up energy. That's correct. For doing its blight attack. Yep. Which can be diffused with an EMP. Not the attack itself, but the... No, the, the energy. Yes. This seems like a prime candidate for, like, plugging into my Zerg radio. That is definitely a possibility. Okay. This is a creature that definitely is chock full of Zergy energy. Now I'm picturing it as, like, a St. Bernard with my Zerg radio, like, at its neck. Like a little barrel of uh, cognac or brandy. <laughs> Yes, the problem is, how do you keep that creature sedated during this period, or... Really, it would be an autopsy dissection type thing to determine, like, what the organ is and, like, try to incorporate that into the radio. Okay. But with Lee June. Right, right, right. Uh, yes, so I think she said to come by after the 6 a.m. Half past Zerk, I think, is the time we were going to show up. Yes. And you were reasonably sure that this creature consumes so much Vespain, he's going to be out of it for a while. Lily shut him back up inside the barrel. Yes, he's not going to be able to do much in there because he can't see anything. So, Lily, do you feel that, like, do we need to keep watch overnight with this thing? Or are you confident that it's going to be passed out? Should I make a roll for that? Or did we make a roll? Okay, you guys made a knowledge Zerg check. Mm -hmm. uh, you know this type of Zerg has no direct attacks. Like, it has a mouth, but it doesn't actually have serious fangs. Or claws or anything. And yet it eats other Zerg. It does consume other Zerg. This is true. It's small morsels? Just opens its... I, maybe it breaks them down with some kind of acid first. You're not sure of the exact mechanics. Digest it outside the body and then... Yeah, something like that. It'll be fine. Just put them in my room. That's <laughs> where Zerg go. Yeah. I mean, if something happens, she figures she'll wake up. Okay, that works for Imogen. I mean, I don't know how long this thing would have to be eating her before she woke up and how long it would have to chew on her before it could kill her, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're even tougher now, aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I just roll the barrel in my room and just make sure the lid's tight. Okay. Just give me a two purple vigilance check, Lily, then. Guess who's more vigilant now? Imogen finally has a rank. Three successes. No problem. You get woken up at, like, Quarter to six, there is like a loud scratching from inside the barrel. Okay. Oh, quarter to Zerg. Quarter till six, so he knows it's time to go attack the turrets. Maybe. Doesn't seem to be breaking through. Uh, occasionally you hear like a hiss from in there, but mainly lots of scratching, clang, tearing around in there. But I made my vigilance check, so I noticed that I wake up. Yeah, you woke up. You're not alarmed. He hasn't gotten out. And I don't name him because I made my check. Right, you don't name him. At this point. Not yet. All right, I mean, that's fair after I woke up Lee June. 
Yeah, I guess I just get up and start getting ready and wait for Imogen to get up, sharpen my knives. Okay. Do whatever Lily does that she does. Do her push-ups, probably. That's your morning workout routine? Yeah, she's going to have to do something to be as big as she is. That is true. After, like, a little bit, the creature seems to give up, kind of exhausted. Kind of hungover. That, too, or, like, it's still a little dazed, doesn't have a lot of air. Right. Which Lily doesn't think of, so... Right. Well, and you hit it with the EMP. Yeah. Ah, that's right, that's right. She pretty much stuffed the missile in the barrel. Okay. And you guys have... Old Red is still messed up. In terms of the spider mine compartments, are ruined. Right, but we're gonna remake those doors with this barrel. Right. That sounds good. And also, I have two hydralis spines for whatever (laughs) you do with those. We're gonna make them into a hood ornament. Oh, there you go. It's gonna help Old Red camouflage itself so that hydralisks will, like, be less inclined to shoot at it. Oh, that one's already been shot. Don't worry, guys. (laughs) Oh, I was thinking, like, I'm a hydralisk, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll stick with survival. (laughs) I'll just patch the holes with the spines themselves, just weld around the edge, and it'll look like, oh, yes, it's impaled for the spine. (laughs) I'm seeing why Imogen fails her stealth checks. (laughs) I'm a hydralisk, too. (laughs) I seriously considered putting the rank into stealth instead of vigilance. But whereas your will is quite good, so your vigilance can be better, your stealth is never going to be good. Yeah, that's that's true. But we will have to infiltrate a former pirate space base. Yeah, at some point. I wonder if it would be easier to put you in my backpack and sneak with you. I'm not that small. <laughs> anyway, we can flash forward to like 6.30, half past Zerg. <laughs> Actually. Actually. I am interested in observing the daily Zerg attack. Okay, you want to get there and watch it from a safe distance. Yes, because there has been some indications that Zerg activity, the nature of it has changed and things like that. Okay. And so I'm curious, is it just a horde of Zerglings rushing in? Like, We have this huge sensor suite. We should monitor this. Okay. You know, is there a broodmother up on a hillside watching and like issuing orders? Sure. Uh, So you get there five minutes before because it was just quarter to six when Lily got up. Yes. So you rush to get there, uh, so you don't have a lot of lead time. I will need a quick perception check. Two purples and a black. The sun is just rising. It got here a little late. And if you want advanced sensor readings, a computer's check. Two purples. So do you want Lily to do computers and I do perception? That sounds good to me. Okay. I stand right up next to Lily. Two successes and two advantages. The perception is a failure that has three advantages. Okay. So I will tell you this with your computer's check with these advanced sensors. You can tell there are multiple types of Zerg. It is not just a swarm of Zerglings. Your perception check fails with advantages. You don't get an accurate count, but there's a lot. And again, back to the computers, I realize I'm going back and forth a little bit. There are a large number of Zerglings. There appear to be fewer Hydralisks. Uh, you also re- realize, with enough warning time, that there are Mutilus, the flying Zerg, as well, and they're headed in your, I'll spend the story point, your direction. So can I use some of my advantages to give a blue die to her pilot check to evade? Uh, that's probably a good idea. I'm looking at the Zerg on the ground and then not paying so much attention to the ones on the ground anymore once we see that there's ones in the air. And it might just be like you kind of get overwhelmed. You're like, okay, let me try to run a count. And you remember you're not sure how this interface works. And you're trying to count them, but there's a lot. And more keep popping up and they move off the screen. She doesn't know how to do a screenshot. Yeah. 
You know, I, I thought about giving her a rank in computers, but then I decided, no, she's never going to have a rank in computers. <laughs> it's her, like, in GURPS. Her incompetence. Yep. I think this is a red and a purple. Red and a purple piloting, but you said I get a blue for... Images, advantages, and you had some advantages, so you could use those for another blue, certainly. Okay. Six advantages. Okay. So they're going to get a chance to get close enough to get a chance to attack you. Okay. Your ship does not have any defense, correct? We have a defensive matrix, but I don't know that we actually have any defense. Okay. Probably you don't. Okay. I have a question regarding the defensive matrix. Yes. Does it only prevent things traveling one direction? You can still shoot out with no issue, correct? Okay. What would it take to turn it around so that it essentially creates a bubble around something? And prevent things from coming out? Yes. Uh, that would be a longer-term research project that I would fully support. You'd have to like, run, run a bunch of experiments, maybe get some different materials or catalysts, keep things from imploding. Uh, but I like that idea. Do an inverted defensive matrix. Okay. What is the armor on your... It is one. You are getting hit for three. All right. But I got all these adv six advantages. What do I do with those? You could heal some system strain, if you have any. Yeah, it has three strain. Uh, I tell you what, you managed to energize and re refill the battery with some air braking. So that can definitely help out with some of that. You might also want to take a blue dye on, like, if you want to irradiate something. Mm. You've gotten up close and personal. That's what I think. I think irradiate is the plan. That is up to you. I will turn it over to you. You can try to escape. You can blast at them if you two want to work together on something. If one of you wants to blast and one of you wants to try to get away. Vehicular combat, not the most entertaining thing, I realize. <laughs> Those are both Lily's skills, blasting and running away. Like, I... you can try to run away towards the turret so that... They get shredded as well. That's not a possibility. I need to make repairs to Saffron. Yeah, that might be a good idea. What type of attacks do Mutalisks do? Are they an acidy thing? Are they a spear thing? Give me a knowledge zerg check. Two purples and a black, but take a blue, because you're right there in the thick of it. Can the toaster help me? Yes, you get a blue die from the toaster. Three successes, one advantage, and a triumph. Okay. The attack is... Like, imagine a deadly whirling boomerang kind of thing. Okay. And it tends to hit a target and then bounce and hit another target. Now, in your situation, there's no other, like, enemy target for it to bounce to hit. But, like, you're seeing how this mutilus is coming at you. You might be able to, the next time it tries to shoot at you, if you dodge the right way, it might bounce back and hit it. Like, if you go in front of a cliff and it hits the cliff and bounces back. So, I would give you an upgrade on some crazy maneuver to get it to blast at you, but blast back at itself. That would be Lily's role. Yeah, that'd be a pilot check. But I could take a blue die for the rest of the advantages that I didn't use for the strain. Yes, you can definitely take a blue die for that. Okay, so if Imogen says something to her about it, then she'd probably just go in that direction. Otherwise, she might just shoot at him. I think Imogen's <laughs> definitely inclined to issue orders. And, okay. And we'll tell you to... Uh... Bank whatever, whatever. Yeah, so that it hits itself. Yeah, that is a direct attack. That mutilists are not super sturdy. So that is a, a good thing. This is going to be a four purple difficulty move, though. A pilot check. You do get an upgrade from uh, Imogen's great success. Oh, okay. Do I still get to make a mechanics check? Yes, you can make a regular mechanics check. 
Okay, so four purples. Oh, do you want to do the mechanics first? The mechanics check is three successes and one advantage. Three threats. It was a good idea, but then I just put the strain back on Saffron. Uh, three threats. You win some and you lose some, unless you want to use it for something else. No, the Mutalus is going to take those as a blue die okay. on its attack against you. You'll take one system strain still. It was a good idea, just poor execution. Uh, it's really hard to pull off as you, like, pull right up next to a cliff. You kind of scrape by the cliff a little bit, and unfortunately that opens you up to an attack. So what Lily says is that was dumb. It was the best idea I had <laughs> at the time. It's a little stressful right now. Comes from underneath <laughs> the flooring where Imogen is. <laughs> you get rocked for another three damage. Okay. It like bounces off. Saffron does some damage. Hits the cliff. Scatters some rocks. Some of those hit the mutilisk and disturb it a little bit. It's gonna take a black die on its next roll. Uh, but it's still in hot pursuit. Well, I'm gonna shoot then, since I can't apparently outrun this thing. He's faster than you as well. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm flying into the cliff, and he's not, so that seems to be a big difference. You're at medium range. Two successes and two advantages. Okay. That is a hit. Uh, that is going to start damaging him. And it might be enough for him to just leave you alone, or he might take one more pot shot. We will see. But that's probably going to be enough to take him out over time. Imogen, what are you up to? Well, Lily fires the irradiate. I know it's not going to help us in this actual encounter, but I think Imogen has like torn the cover off of the section of the wiring and, and everything that controls the defensive matrix. Okay. And it's like it's at this point that she's like starting to like move wires around to be like, how can I reverse this thing so we can just put a bubble around the guy? Okay. Give me a daunting knowledge Terran check. Can I give her my two advantages? Yeah, I'll say yes. Your your taxing the systems is very clear where power is flowing, so it's a little bit easier for her to see what are the pieces that are the defensive matrix right now. I cannot remember whether daunting is four or five. Daunting is four. Formidable is five. Okay. Yeah, what the heck. Uh, we've got all those nice... You have all the story points. I'm going to use one of them. Okay. It will not avail me. I have a sole advantage. You can recover a strain if you want to, but you realize, like... This maybe could work, but like you have to work through a lot of the science behind it. You're not going to be able to do this in the heat of battle, just flick a switch somewhere. This is the first thing I've done after a night's sleep. I have suffered no strain. Okay, uh, then you just have a nice advantage. It seems like an idea that potentially could work. You don't know if anyone else has tried this or, or what. Maybe Stetman would know more, but you'd have to talk to him then. And that's, you know, frustrating. Okay, it is the Mutilus turn. It is going to take one last crack. You, it hits again for three more damage, minus one for the armor. Okay. But then it turns tail, and you can see, like, parts of it melting off. And I'm like, I'm not going to use my upgrade and blow it all right away. I'm, instead, I'm going to fly the ship into a cliff. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I just almost totally destroyed Zapron. I mean, that just would have made an interesting side adventure. Mm -mm. No, I did it. It was a good idea. Sorry, Malorn, we can't come to your thing, because Saffron is a piece of slag. I mean, <laughs> you're going to take his ship anyway. <laughs> I was like, that's not a problem. I'll pick you up, Taryn. <laughs> uh, yes, but you managed to narrowly get away. What's the final tally on the damage to Saffron? Oh, we barely made it out. We're limping. Um, we have six wounds out of seven. Woo! Yeah, there's definitely a trail of smoke. But no strain. <laughs> no strain. 
You've recharged your energy systems. Plenty of smoke as you approach Lee June's compound from your ship, not from her compound. You did manage to, like, disorganize the Zerg a little bit and lead astray one of the mutilists, which is helpful. And, uh, yeah, there's fields of dead Zerg in front of her compound, but otherwise undisturbed. This is what I did last time. I came in on Old Red with smoke. <laughs> yeah, now both of our vehicles need extensive repairs. But I guess at least there's no crits on Saffron. Yeah, Saffron is just general hull damage, it looks like. What's the exchange rate on hull damage? I think it's like 100 credits per. It ain't cheap. So maybe Lejun has got parts around so that I can buy off her. Uh, that, I think, is, is definitely possible. Uh, yeah, you are smoking. Lejun actually comes, when she sees your ship landing, she comes out of her, like, command center. Because it looks like you might be in trouble. She comes, like, right up to your, your door. You open it. She's like, y'all okay now? Yes, ma'am. Well, that is quite a relief. Imogen comes running out to start examining the exterior of the hull. See if any of the boomerangs are, like, stuck in it. There's none stuck, because, in fact, they, like, boomerang around and they tend to fall to the wayside. There are a lot of, like, streaking cuts across the hall that thankfully didn't hit any important sensors or anything, but still a significant amount of damage. And just one more hit like that, you would have been toast. Yeah. Would have been a hard, hard landing. Some of it's cliff. <laughs> it's not all mutilisk, is it? <laughs> yeah, Lee June looks, whew, took quite a beating there. Don't see many science vessels try to take on a mutilisk. Well, it's tried to take on us. Well, yeah. Most science vessels try to run in that situation. We were trying that. We don't go quite as fast as the mutilisks do. No, it is a problem. That's generally why uh, one likes to have an escort, but understand, you know, can't exactly hire a Wraith fighter pilot. It's just a guard you all the time. <laughs> Which image is like, hmm, maybe Durian could get to him. He is an officer now, and all the fighter pilots are officers. Well, he's a retired officer. Yes. That'd be funny, though. Saffron flying around with, like, a Durian fighter escort everywhere we go. He's doing circles around you. And I mean, he's taking care of us, but he's also being very supportive. <laughs> That's true. Combat support as well. You're doing great. So Good job, you guys. I support your career goals. <laughs> we were hoping to use your garage to make some repairs to Old Red here, but it looks like I might need to do something about Saffron. Sure does seem that way, Sugar. You can help yourself to the workshop. Huh? Doing all right. Do you have any plating I can buy off you? I might see. I mean, you did just help me refresh my supplies so we can see what we got. Uh, give me a negotiation check. I read in a verbal. It is failure with one advantage. Okay. Uh, she does have things to sell you, but like, it's going to have to be the 100 credits per. Like, She's got repairs she needs to make to the walls, so like, she would love to help, but like, she can spare at rate, essentially. Yeah. If you wanted to use some of the things you had planned to use on Old Red, that would cover like two hull points worth. But Old Red has crits. Yes, so that's the, the choice you got to make. All right, well, at this point, I turn to Lily for her opinion, because she's the vehicle person. Saffron is what keeps us alive through vacuum. Mm -hmm. Old Red is what you take your joyrides on. Which, which <laughs> will fix her? <laughs> Whatever you think. Lily knows a trap. <laughs> I think I will prioritize Saffron's hull points because I don't foresee us needing Old Red in the near future. That is true. And Old Red still works. Yeah, unless we need scavenging. But maybe we just scavenge Old Red. Ooh. I mean, I like them, but 
that's the wild frontier. Look, it's just a spider mine compartment. You know, I mean, that's technically illegal anyway. Yeah, so, oof, 600 credits. I mean, you don't have to do all of it. You can do a partial amount. We don't have very many hull points. It doesn't take that many shots to put us in the ground. Yep. So I feel I, to be a responsible mechanic here. Man, you sound like an engineer. I have to do it. And are you using the resources you collected for Old Red at all or no? Yeah, I will sacrifice them so that we still have some some money. Okay. And then it's a mechanics check, but it's two purples. Correct, because you're over half, but not over. But I have tools and I have the shop. Yes, you can get two blue dice. Three successes and an advantage. Okay. Uh, You managed to save 50 credits worth. You didn't need quite as much material as you thought. That'll be your advantage. And you have, it takes you essentially all day. Uh, We'll say the entire morning because you're going to do zerty things. (laughs) <laughs> in the afternoon. Meanwhile. So Lily's going to go extract Zerg in a barrel. And now, do you take the creature out of the barrel? Do you just roll the barrel? She rolls the barrel in and she presents and she's like, this is Sheila. Turns out she didn't name the Zerg. She didn't name it. Turns out. <laughs> you saying y'all got a Zerg in here. Woo. Uh, there's definitely like more scritching as you're like rolling the barrel around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like you got something in there, almighty. It's a defiler. That's right. From the description, that's what it sounded like. I, I, I do appreciate you calling. That is an interesting find. Uh, though it was two in the morning, but... Yeah. Well, we got to be careful getting this fella out. As soon as, as soon as he gets sight on anything, he's going to try to do something. Try to get out. Try to how to lay down a swarm or something. Some kind of plague. Who knows? Well, we did shoot it with the EMP. Well, you did, but that was six hours ago, wasn't it? I don't mm. know how long those things last. But I do need this barrel to fix my ship. Oh, right. <laughs> so Lee June proposes uh, that we get this barrel into like a containment cell of sorts. You got cells here. Not exactly. It's more like safe room, uh, but it's a place we can keep totally dark. As long as we can't see anything, we should be okay. We can turn on some infrared lights and get a good look at them. See what we're dealing with here. Yes, ma'am. For this, I would like a survival check. That is going to be... A red and two purples, actually, because it's opposed by the creature. So Lily does her zerg wrangling. It's like, how well do you open up the barrel at the right place so it doesn't have a chance to escape? You have two story points if you wish to use them. It's up to you. Yeah, I'll use a story point. Lee June is right there. She's got like a shotgun as well. You know, I think I might use the flashback. This seems like something I haven't done for a while on survival. Okay. What would you like the scene of your flashback to be? Okay, so there's two things we could do. We could either do something just with a holding cell type of situation. Right. Or we could do something where she's trying to extract a dangerous Zerg specimen. Yeah, I kind of like the idea this is a, a Cerberus here. Yeah. It's like sort of like the first scene in Jurassic Park where they've got the Velociraptor or whatever in a cage and they just like put it up to a door and they have to open it up. Right. In fact, I think it is that scene just with Cerberus and Zerg. Maybe it's a hydralisk. It, it must be at least a hydralisk. Yeah. But like the Zerg is already in some kind of large container. Think like a shipping container. Right. And there's a whole bunch of Marines and you're there as well, Lily. And whatever the nerdy older scientist uh, who's nominally overseeing the whole project. And it's of course, it's dark. It's raining. You're trying to get this container up to like the more permanent holding cell. And, but like the whole shipping container is rattling back and forth and back and forth. And, like one of the workmen... Uh, Marines just, like pushing it forward. All of a sudden, you see something like stabs through the shipping container, 
uh, and like pierces straight through his armor. You grab onto like the claw that came out and like you give it a yank to like stun the creature temporarily. Yeah. And in fact, then you like you just chop off the arm, shove him back in, and that's enough that stunts the creature just long enough for your men to like push in the rest of the way. This is how you know knives will protect you. Yeah. <laughs> You've got like a hydralisk arm. Looks weird. And I probably think to myself, we'll have to put that in the specimen locker. Oh, this is why Lily is so much like into the jars and the collecting. It's like subconscious. She's secretly a scientist. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, so, but I'm doing a survival and I've upgraded it twice. Yep. Uh, Lee June can give you a blue die. All right. She's smart. She's like, don't do anything dumb. And she's, she's backing you up. Oh, one success, three advantages, and a triumph. You, like, give the barrel a good rattle real quick. Creature, like, hisses a whole bunch, but you know it's disoriented and has no idea. You turn off the lights in the whole area where you are, just in case it thinks about getting out. Because mm-hmm. when you lift open that barrel or you cut it open or whatever you do, it tries to come leaping out, but you're ready there. You, like, have a some kind of shield or something clearly that bat it into the cage. I'm trying to think of what a good triumph in this situation is. It could be an upgrade to the actual, like, Zerg analysis that's going to happen. I think so. I think it'll be an upgrade to the, like, dissection. Because I got a good look at it. Uh, you knocked the creature out. Okay. So he's just knocked out cold. Clock him in the head. Uh, his carabas, a little bit softer than many other types of Zerg. You mean her, Sheila. Sheila, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and it is a smaller defiler. It's clearly not full-grown or fully morphed. Uh, but yeah, it is just in the corner, knocked out. And who is going to do the dissection? Did Imogen want to do that, or are you going to let Lee June do that? I think, even though I have to fix the ship, I need to be involved in the Zerg thing, because I have priorities on what knowledge I want to gain out of that Zerg. So I want to be able to be there and like asking questions and things like that. Because for me, it's the like power source issue. Okay. Narratively, maybe how it goes is like, You've made some repairs to your ship, but certain things have to cool down. And I come down, like, because I need the barrel. You come down, you need the barrel, but they've got this creature ready to go. You'd like to know more about that while it's... Saffron can cool down for a while. Yeah. I got three advantages. Can I pass those four? Oh, yes. You can also pass forward uh, the advantages. The creature is completely knocked out, but otherwise unharmed. Until, you know, the whole dissection thing. Well, yes. But you'll have as fresh a specimen as possible. Is Lily okay with this? Lily just gave it a name. I don't think giving it a name matters so much. Okay. Maybe a little bit, but she's not going to say anything. She did just whack it over the head. I mean, there is that. (laughs) It's going to be a rough day for Sheila. That's all I'm saying. It hasn't displayed any signs of sentience, so it's not a person to Imogen. Uh, Yeah, the closest thing it sort of looks like is maybe like a large scorpion, uh, but it doesn't have extra large claws. It doesn't have like a stinger on its tail. It's maybe like more like a crayfish, actually. So what skill is this? Medicine? You're dissecting a Zerg. I think that's knowledge, Zerg. Okay, but I'm working with Lee. Yes, you're working with Lee or Lily or some combination thereof. I'm working with somebody who has more ranks in knowledge, Zerg, than I do. Do you want me to go on to Saffron and try to look up anything? Uh, you can even do that from Lee June's house. Yeah. Yeah, that you could definitely do. So that that's a way to get another blue dye out of this. Okay, and how many ranks of Zerg do you have? She's got two. 
Okay, so she has two, and I have intelligence three, and we have a blue die from the knowledge bank. Yep. You got a blue die from Lily's advantages. And then I had a triumph. And you have an upgrade from her triumph. Okay, and I'm going to burn that last point. Okay, and this is a hard knowledge zerg check. There is a threat, but there are six successes and a triumph. Okay. You think you've finally figured it out now that you have a live zerg specimen to study how this, like, Zerg energy heart source is supposed to work. And this creature has an enormous, like, Zerg heart. You've, like, by now probably, like, seen a Hydralis splayed out at one point. This creature, much, much larger. Oh, the heart. The heart. And it's pumping, like, Zerg blood, but it is, you've, like, studied it, it is infused with some sort of Vespine-like material. That makes sense, because I have learned that Vespine is related to psionics. And the Zerg communicate psionically, so I am not shocked to see that there would be such things in the Zerg. Yeah, it is in high concentrations, too. You think you're able to, with that triumph even, get a way to permanently power this radio. This creature, it's slow, as long as it gets a basic ingest of creep or other nutrients, can continue to produce the energy needed to power that kind of radio. Are you saying I need to keep this alive? You do not need to keep the creature alive. Okay. But you are going to have a creepy, like, heart in a jar. And by creepy, you mean the jar is going to be full of creep. Yes, that is correct. Okay. You can still call it Sheila. Yeah. So there's going to be a Zerg heart in a jar with, like, tubes coming out of it and, like, weeds down to my radio. And it's just going to have this piece of duct tape with permanent marker that says Sheila written on it. That is correct. Uh, Lee June is like furiously like taking notes. She's really interested in this. Okay, I have no advantages. I have one threat. And so I'm wondering if I accidentally, like, if Lee June learns a little bit about what I actually want this thing for. Yeah, it's like you have an uncanny level of interest in like, how does Zerg actually like power? You let on that you have some kind of Zerg device technology, which is completely unfamiliar. So I think... The, your threat is that Lee June like starts asking you like now with this kind of like power source you're talking about what is it, what is it you're planning to power and at this point I will just need like a cool check to just kind of be like, you don't have to like, outright lie just be like oh I'm... <laughs> oh you Stop. know how Egon is yeah I think just three purples his experiments and everything that's Stetman what's the tally failure with one advantage so she's She's interested, but still, but very congenial about it. She said, no, no, don't give me that bowl about no Stepman. He's never seen nothing like this. Now, come on, just, what kind of Zerg tech did you find out there? Okay, so can I make a deception check now? Yes, now you can make a deception check. But now I'm going to upgrade. It is a red and two purples. I'm going to roll first, and then I'll see what the results are, and that will decide what I say. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. A failure with a triumph. A failure with a triumph. So Imogen starts saying like, well, you know, Tarsonis was, you know, completely Zergified and, you know, we came across some Zerg technology while we were there, but it wouldn't quite work right. And it seemed like it was a power source issue. So you accidentally tell the truth? Well, I haven't implicated my brother. <laughs> You've not implicated your brother. Okay. And I haven't implicated an infected turn at all, either. So I think she gets a lot of intel that you have some Zerg equipment that you found at Tarsonis. 
Is there any chance that she would infer that this is some sort of communications equipment? This is a failure on the deception. Yeah, so she knows you're hiding something. But it is a triumphant one. Yes. So if I can use that triumph to say it's not going to affect her disposition towards us. I think that's definitely true. I think she's not amused is the right word. She realizes like you're kind of talking around the issue. Uh, She's not at all like flustered about it. She's not at all agitated about it. She's just like she gets more interested in it. That's fair. It was a failure. Which I realize is also bad for you. But But I don't want Lee June mad at us. No, she's definitely not mad at you. We're not traveling with a Zerg spy anymore, so... I think she comes right out and she's like, Oh, now, now, sweetheart, I, I have to see this device. This is... There have been no recordings of Zerg technology. Purely biological evolution. I absolutely have to see this. You have to show this to me. All right. I want something out of this. Sounds like a negotiation check. Yeah. I'm going to spend another story point. So it's two reds. Oh, jeez. What is with these dice? <laughs> What's the damage? It is success. Okay. And two despairs? There are two triumphs and a despair. <laughs> so I think I think I kind of have to be like, this is where the conversation becomes like serious. She's she's being like all jovial and all like, you know, I got to see this thing. Yeah. And, and at this point, Imogen, like Imogen needs the heart out of this creature. Like she can't hide that. Yeah. And at this point, Imogen is like, I can show you this thing, but... Like, discretion upon discretion upon discretion. Like, what I have, like... So, I think how I interpret the despair is she's going to learn the details of what this device is and your brother has been infested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can lay it all out for her, but, like, I have two triumphs here, like... Yeah, yeah, so one triumph, like, she recognizes the gravity of that situation. She assures you, like, your secret is safe. And I think... You know, I don't say when Eden got infected, but this might make Lee think like, oh, this is why they're interested in Zerg research. Like Potentially, yes. Now you have a second triumph. She might be able to help you. I was going to say, like, because this has come out, I will tell her I have a sample of his blood. Okay. Which I know when I took it, I was like, I'm not going to sell this to Lee June. But like, like, she's the closest hope I have to like somebody who knows something to research. I haven't given up on that Aiden might be able to be fully Terran again someday. Okay. So I think you two actually, like, you you actually become closer over this. This two triumphs and a despair. Oh, this is why Imogen is always so surly. Yeah, you may possibly have even, like, properly befriended Lee June. Oh my goodness. Took two triumphs, but I did it. Two triumphs, but you did it. Like, you were vulnerable with her. You shared this detail. This has been a great weekend for Lee June. She's like, I got Lily's secrets. I got Imogen's secrets. Yep. She's got all the secrets. Like you mentioned, like your brother, he's infested. And this is somehow a way you found to communicate with him. Like she actually like, she takes her arm, like puts it on your shoulder first. And is like, I've lost a lot of people to infestation. At, at that, Imogen's like, you know. He's not gone. I'm not going to put him down. Yeah. Like I haven't lost him. He's still there. Like I know he's still there. She's. Maybe, maybe, sweetheart. Maybe we could find a way. Like, it, I think she gives you a hug, even. <laughs> I think she melts even Imogen's heart. That's the despair. <laughs> uh, but yes, she will help you get your radio together, working a little bit more systematically than duct tape. And- yeah, I think, um, I think actually, like, so Imogen is, is all like, you know, he's still there, he's still there. Like, she's getting all, like, flustered and everything, and, like, Lee June, like, 
gives her like the reassuring hug and stuff. And I think like I think that's enough for like Imogen actually to have like a good cry on Lee Jun's shoulder. Like this is something Imogen's been holding in for a long time. Like she had to tell her family that he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a good like cathartic experience for Imogen. I think Lee Jun is she's there to support you a little bit right now. She's like, all right now, sugar. Well, let's get to business. Get you talking to your brother. Find out what his new friends are up to. Uh, so you've got Sheila's... The Heart of Sheila. <laughs> that makes it sound like an artifact. The Blood of Aiden. <laughs> and the Brain of Imogen. And the, the Lab of Lee Jun. And the Might of Lily. With yours Who's probably it. wandered off by now. <laughs> <laughs> so I will want one... What did I say? Mechanics roll? put this all together yeah and it was going to be hard or it was going to be average i think it was gonna be average actually at this point so lee june can i think she can just only give you a blue die on mechanics because you're just much better than she is at that yeah i think she's three intelligence like i am yes but i will give you an upgrade for the various triumphs and her keen interest i have two zerg units units of zerginess does that get consumed in this, or is that, like, fuel for Sheila's heart? You don't need to worry about fuel so much as long as you get occasional creep. That will only be narratively important, much like Vespang. Okay. So you can convert those into blue dice. One blue die, or...? One each. Okay. That was the Zerg parts I harvested in front of the turrets yesterday. Yes. All right. I'm going to go ahead and use a story point as well. Yeah. I'm disappointed in your performance, Yellow Dice. Did not give me any triumphs, but I will accept your six successes and one advantage. You have a functional Zerg radio. Radio free Zerg. The voice of Zerg radio. Oh yeah, voice of Zerg radio. Voice of Tarsonis, maybe? He's not on Tarsonis. But that's where you found it. When we did actually talk to each other, he said he was on Char. Or Char? Char. Char. Yes. Which is as close as it gets to a Zerg homeworld is the... Sector-wide understanding. The seat of Zerg power. Yes, the Zerg capital world, you might say. Where the Zerg queen maintains her throne. As best you understand it. You don't know if she has a throne, per se? Most people try not to think about that. We know she has consorts. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I just know she's amazing. She's dot 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 amazing. (laughs) Uh, You get it working, you run the system diagnosis, this thing belches out... But like, Vespine. a little bit of Vespine, but like it sucks it back in. It is disgusting looking, but it doesn't actually smell, smell up the place. Aiden was, was never a mechanic. Uh, no. And you're not sure, like he was never on Tarsonis. Was this just something locally put together? You don't know exactly. But it is functional. Do you put in a call right away? Does Emojin music start playing? <laughs> like Lee June is right there. I don't want to call him while she's there. I think she's she's understanding at this point. She's like, all right, sure. You take it easy. But if anything goes haywire or anything like that, you come give me a call. We'll get some sweet tea. We'll take care of it. I tell her to make sure um, that she gets Lily to help her stow her super large boxes of supplies before we leave. I think I will do that. Uh, Lily, what have you been up to while they're getting gross with Zerg? Does she have like a kitchen or something? Yeah. I'm sharpening her knife. Durian says I should have a hobby, but I can't really leave the compound, so... <laughs> I have a question. Yes. 
Has Sunshine been back to this place at all since we released her? Uh, Lee June does mention that there has been a Lyote with a pink ribbon that she's seen on occasion, but does not come by all the time. I don't think she has a pink ribbon. I think I have it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because that would just probably be a bad thing for her to have in the wild. Okay. In that case, she says that like she sees Lyotes from time to time, uh, but Lee June doesn't know which one is Sunshine. Okay. That is a, a good point. Yeah, uh, Lee June gets to her kitchen, finds you, Lily, sharpening your knives. Is... I mean, my knife's sharp. Imogen's knife's sharp. Yeah, Lee June is kind of like thrown off for a second just because it's, it's like what, slow, methodical. Mm-hmm. She ponders, is this person a serial killer? And like, no, that's just Lily. I probably started making a sandwich and then realized how dull her knives were. Yes, her knives, they're probably not in that great a shape. Probably not what Lily would consider sharp. Yeah, they are definitely not to Lily standards. So Lee June does ask you like, well, thank you kindly there, sweetheart. Now where are you two off to next? Now Lily has to, Lex has to remember where we're off to. Uh, you still have like a week or so before you need to meet up with Malorn, I recall. All right, she just shrugs. We got a job in about a week. But... Well, that's good. We had talked with her about um, <laughs> Snowflake Station, Avalanche Station, Iceberg Station. <laughs> right, right, right. Iceberg Station. Uh, yes, she's like, oh yeah, you do uh, be careful there. If you run across any interesting Protoss technology, she'd be certainly willing to, to pay you for it. Does she need anything done while we're here? Uh, oh, no, sugar. I mean, Lily's obviously already doing knives. Yeah. No, sugar, you two have done so much. You need me to move some stuff? <laughs> I mean, I got a few boxes. I got to unpack, but you know how it is. I got I to gotta unpack it so I know what's where. It's like when we go visit my parents and you're like, are there any trees to chop down? Except sometimes there are. <laughs> I mean, does she have any trees to chop down? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, this place is pretty much a wasteland, so there's really no trees to worry about. All right. A hole to dig? Any sections of the wall that need to be, you know? She says that why don't we just fix some lunch while Imogen has a phone call with her brother. I do have some beers. I don't know if they're going to be up to your standards. Ooh, you can sample them. Maybe one for Malorn if it's a new type. And then... I think they'll- if we're talking with Malorn about him talking with Lee June, we can be like, look, this is one of the types of beers she has. <laughs> uh, she's got a kind of beer you haven't seen, maybe never before. Give me a three purple knowledge Terran check. Goes all the way back to the Confederacy. You have to have a flashback to see if you know that one. <laughs> Two successes, but five threats trying to identify this beer. Okay. Oh, I stab myself. So yes, you, you see she's got... It's Old Marsara Brew. Uh-huh. Like, you recognize that, like, oh, yeah, before the planet was glass, there was, like, a brewery around, and it was, you know, it had a pretty good reputation. It seems like good beer. It's beer. You down it. And, it's like, she's about to tell you to, like, pause, but you're already finishing the can. <laughs> Whoa, that stuff hits hard. Right. I would like a three purple with a black resilience check. And this will consume all of the threats, but if you fail, you're in for a bad time. I wasn't sure if I'd just tell her all my secrets, because now I'm drunk. And you know what? I'm going to upgrade this for funsies. So a red, two purples, a black. <laughs> feel as bad as Sheila did. I wake up in a barrel. They used to call it resock in a can. Oh, two successes and a threat. Okay, uh, so you don't suffer a crit from downing it too fast and like losing your balance and falling over. You are definitely like instantly almost drunk to tipsy. Like you're really buzzed. You're like, whoa. Okay. She's like, oh no, sugar, that 
They only call it beer. It's really much, oh no. Can I just giggle on the floor? Pretty much, whatever. I mean, because Imogen had a good cry. What is drunk Lily like? What is drunk like for Lily, huh? We've seen her in a drinking contest before. Yeah, but she had another purpose. Yeah, you do not really have a purpose right now. Yeah. Like, do you gush to her about, like, durian or whatever? Or... Yeah. Yeah, why not? This reminds me of a beer that I had with durian. He's so cute. You know, like, stuff that you wouldn't expect Lily to say. Okay, I, I think that's good. This beer makes her talk about, like, a lot. Lee June just kind of generally comforts you. <laughs> like, that. They should, Sugar, why don't you take it easy? It tries to give you some sweet tea. You're going to be toasted for a little bit, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, she'll drink sweet tea. She's, I mean, this is going to be fun for Lily, maybe not for Lee June. Uh, tragically, lunch never gets made. There's a half-created sandwich. Half a sandwich, a bunch of sharp knives, and a very drunk Amazon woman. In the yeah, kitchen. maybe uh, no flying saffron today. Yeah, might not be a good idea. Let's flash over. Seems like a great idea. As Lily's uh, worldview like dims to this black, we reopen inside Saffron in Imogen's room, I take it? No, this is probably in the main area. Now that I have uh, Heart of Sheila on my alchemist shelf. Yes. The radio has to be plugged into it. Uh, yes, and it whole thing pulsates, belches, inflates a little bit, decreases. It has to tune a little bit and you eventually make the connection like... Are you there, brother? Uh, I, si I sister! Uh, his voice is sounding a little, like, reverby. You're not sure if it's, like, the radio or if that's just what his voice is like right now. Are you able to get through? Are you safe? Aye, aye, I'm in this... You might not believe it, I'm in the safest place in the sector right now. Your queen's arms? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> They're not arms. <laughs> I'm just saying. Did you ever feel safe on Core Hall? Only when I wasn't thinking about it. I, no, Char, practically unbreakable. I mean, sure, it's been defeated a couple times. What planet has it around here? Are you safe, sister? Aye, aye, and we found what Mensk was after. Oi, you pulled through again, sister. I, I can't thank you enough. I can play it for you over the radio if you want to hear it. That would be helpful. I imagine the queen will want to, she'll want to hear it in person herself. Okay, but I only have the recording. I don't have the adjutant it was on. I'm sure that'll still be worth something. I mean, she she just wanted the intel in a good confirmed. It's not like she's going to make a legal case against him, right? No, just an invasive case, like everyone else. I mean, if anyone deserves it, it's probably him, though, right? I don't know. I'm not really that well in... Oddly enough, not plugged into Dominion politics. But surely, as they touch upon Zerg politics, they matter to you, no? Well, you're talking about someone who's killed and betrayed millions, billions of not only Zerg, Terrence, Protoss, pretty much everyone in the sector. And they launched a blockade against Umoja? Guy's bad news. Aye. You play the the clip for him, essentially. Yeah, I, I play the, the recording that we have. Yeah, he, he listens that. I also tell him, and you know, he probably already knows this, but that even when we were there, like, the tide was turning and the Dominion was packing up and was moving out, so it may be that he reached the conclusion that he wasn't going to get the item. I could be, or... That we just decided he had been on Tarsonis long enough. And if the Queen decided to see what he was up to, and, uh, well, he had been poking around. It's kind of like an uninvited house guest. You just gotta forcefully, uh, nudge him out the door a bit. And when an uninvited house guest brings big guns, you have to be a little bit more forceful, unfortunately. So if she wants to hear it herself, are you gonna bring her to the radio? Uh, I think this evidence would be pretty good. I think she would like to meet you in person, actually. 
you when you said you had a colleague with you? I you met Lily. Oh, of course, of course. I think she would like you to come. If you can come to Char, you will be safe this whole time on my my honor. Does that have any value there? Sister. Is there honor among Zerg? I don't know. Arguably Zerg are the most honorable. The only time one Zerg is turned against another is when there have been when the uh overmind was shattered and there was Really, brother? Because I just dissected a Zerg that eats other Zerg. What Zerg eats eats other he makes a knowledge Zerg check, he's not, <laughs> but he doesn't have that many. He's got a rank in it. <laughs> but he doesn't have the intelligence you have. Zerg that eats other Zerg. He doesn't have like the IQ or the intel. No. Okay. I on occasion there are Zerg who sacrifice themselves for the greater glory of the swarm. And some of those Zerg make use of that. As opposed to, you know, pointless killing that happens among Terrans. That is, let's be honest, utterly pointless. Everything the swarm does has a purpose. But you cut open a Zerg this morning. What'd you do that for? To be able to talk to your brother. Your device is powered by them. Well, yeah. How'd you think I was going to get it to work? I figured you were smart and you figured something out. I did. And a Zerg sacrificed itself for the good of the swarm. Well, there you go. See, it all works out, sister. Totally misses the irony. <laughs> you haven't run into Ted, have you? You know, I'm not... I'm not rightly sure, but I can... I can ask around and see if he's... He's on char. Uh, if you come to visit, I'm sure you can uh, arrange a little reunion. Just curious how he's doing. His conversion was not as smooth as yours. Well, people come to the swarm under different circumstances, shall we say. Uh, he had a real come to swarm moment. Yeah, you know, he saw the great tentacle. Uh, he knew. But I, I'm sure if I can find him. Are you, uh, are you keen on this fellow, sister? No, he wasn't well and he saved our lives and... Oh, well, that's... That's good. I, mean, I asked you about him twice, so I just wanted to make sure. He didn't want to change. Hi. I hear you. It's viewed as a death sentence. Everyone I talk to says you don't exist anymore. Well, maybe they just don't understand. If there's a way to come back for those that didn't want the change, they should have a choice. This isn't the kind for this conversation, sister. Then I'll take it up with her when I arrive. Uh, you're welcome to do that. I'm sure when I show her this... Uh, this recording, and she gets to hear it in person, she'll be delighted, perhaps too strong a word. Uh, very interested. Further enraged? You know, productively enraged. It's a, you know, it's a harsh memory for her. As you said, some people didn't have a choice. I, when the Overmind was in charge, nobody had a choice. Do what we can, make the best of our situation. But yeah, she would love uh, if you could come to Char. And I'm sure whatever disagreements you might have had with her before, she'll be willing to overlook, seeing as you helped out. Helped her out with this. Pretty sure she said death was too good for us. She's a very emotional person, you have to understand. She's got a lot on her mind, trying, you know, to run the sector and all. Very stressful. I don't fully understand what you did or didn't do. Again, that's not really my... I don't want to pry into that. What is your purview? You just go into Zerg school now. <laughs> what is his purview? I, like, I'm just trying to understand the situation, get the lay of the, lay of the land, uh, so to speak. Uh, I would actually like a vigilance check. Or no, 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 a streetwise check. A red and two purples. Oh man, vigilance would have been better. We have all the story points. You do have lots of story points. I succeed. This sounds very much like one of your brother's schemes to, like, avoid work. <sighs> Brother. You know, I want to make sure I understand, know where I best fit in. And that takes time, you know? Can't rush these things. I told you where you best fit in. 
you best fit in making sure Zerg and Terrans can live together peacefully without the innocent bystanders getting killed in the process. Oh, it's that, sister. You're, you're breaking up there for a bit. Don't you remember? I'm the one with the plans, and you're the one that does the job. Aye, sister. Aye, sister. And, uh, probably occurred to you I don't always like hearing your plans, even though most of the time they do work out. If I didn't make them, you'd never do anything. Look at how your plan turned out. Could be worse. Ma and Pa think it is. Aye. I do regret that, but that is for the best. <sighs> You're not on vacation. We're adults now. It's not a vacation, but it's not... It's not like the drudgery that a lot of... I understand a lot of folks in the Dominion have to do. Working day in, day out for nothing. It's not like that at all. No one's out to get me here. And I won't say, oh, it's a perfect, you know, uh, collectivist utopia. I obviously don't have a full understanding, and the Queen is very much in charge. Uh, but I... I want for nothing here, I'll say. And I help out where I can. There's more than just you. I... I'll see what I can do. It'll be good to see you again, sister. Do miss you. Aye. I miss you too. Uh, so can you come to Char sooner rather than later? Is there any sort of passcodes or safe fly zone or whatever we need to get there without being gobbled up? Uh, let's see. Aiden is familiar with your ship already, right? Yeah. He's been on it. Uh, you're still flying the same ship, right? That science vessel, name of Saffron? Aye, that did be the one. I think we'll be able to, uh, see you coming without too much trouble. Just, uh, as long as it's just you and your your friend and no, say, Dominion people trying to sneak on board your ship, make sure it's clean, I. We don't even have Snowball anymore. Oh, I hadn't heard of that. I clearly got to do better about listening on the grapevine. In terms of travel, how far away is Char? And in terms of the Dominion, do we have to worry about running any sort of Dominion lines to get them? You don't have to worry about running Dominion lines. Like, Dominion space and Zerg space are actually, like, heavily intertwined. I didn't know if, like, they monitor Char, or Char is too far insulated to... It's more like they monitor Char for, like, are Zerg leaving Char? Do we need to be panicked? Okay. One ship the size of yours is not going to generate significant interest. Okay. And it's, like, I don't know, a day and a half to two days to get there kind of thing. I'm just, like, trying to figure out, is this something that we're doing before we do Warren's job? I would say yes. Okay. Yes, this is timely intel. We should deliver it. Yes. He's like, that sounds fantastic, sister. I can give you some uh, coordinates to touch down on the planet. It is a bit of a rocky volcanic world. Uh, almost no uh, plant life growing there, so you gotta, you got to be careful. It's a bit unfortunate. I do miss the kind of the uh, the greenery of Umoja, but uh, you get used to it. It is a bit warm, but uh, I find that doesn't bother me as much as I thought it would. Well, you've adapted in several ways. Aye. We adapt, we like to say. Those that don't adapt, well, they don't make it. Well, I'll see you in a couple days then, brother. Aye, sister. And give my regards to your friend Lily. That I will. Uh, was it, what did they say? Over over and out? Thing belches out. <laughs> Put my respirator on. Yeah, it is. Now it smells gross. Set up, like, the vacuum tubes to, like, clear the air. <sighs> you eventually, like, head back inside. Yep. Lily, I think, is, like... Not passed out, but just, like, face down on a table. Maybe with a knife. <laughs> in the hand. Yeah, like, slowly, still trying to sharpen a knife. Unless Lee June moved all the knives. Uh, she doesn't quite have that presence of mind. Oh, she's drinking, too? You know, she was going to finish up, have one herself, but you took it so quick. <laughs> what happened here? Oh, Imogen. Uh, yeah, no, Lily had a little bit too much to drink. 
some of that old confederacy, as we used to call it, they made a heck of a punch. Do you have any more of it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I probably should. It's not my favorite. That's why, I don't want to say that's why I offered it, but I don't want to drink beer. Thought you, you folks might take an interest. And again, I, it's called Old Mars Harbor Beer. It's not actually beer. It's much stronger than that. If you don't mind giving up a six-pack of it, it should probably go a long ways towards getting my Protoss Intel source willing to talk to you. Now that's a might fascinating. How do you figure that? It was already mentioned that I might have Lily get the source drunk. Right. Was the source known to be a Protoss fellow? No, 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 no. No. My Protoss technology contact. I was not here trying to give away that he is Protoss. Okay, okay. That's that's fine. It's like, all right, but do be careful. Someone drinks this too quickly. Is like she points down at Lily. <laughs> I didn't think anything could do that to Lily. Gotta be my careful. You gotta take it slow. Enjoy it. I like poke Lily's shoulder a little bit. Are you there? Uh, how drunk is Lily? I mean, you've been having some stuff. You're probably just more in, like, the tipsy now, but... I mean, I could be full-on Imogen. I love you, Imogen. <laughs> I tell you what, it is up to you, the player, how drunk your character is right now. You're my... No, I'll be like, I love you, Imogen, and give her a big old hug. Imogen's getting all the hugs today. I thought about afterwards I could have done, like, the cry on Lee June's shoulder, too, which would have been kind of funny. But no, she's a happy drunk, apparently, today. <laughs> Imogen is squeezed. Oh, yeah. I'm holding a knife and hugging Imogen. Always a good combination. Yeah. And I'm like, the beer is strong. <laughs> the beer is strong with this one. <laughs> well, we'll be sure to, to give some of it to our friends, then. And then she stumbles over to the refrigerator and gets something to eat. Get that sandwich finished off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you guys probably don't want to leave until, like, that night or the next morning. I need a sober Lily to fly. Probably the next morning. You got some repairs to finish up anyway. Yeah. But you got I, a six pack. Though. I do have the, the repairs to finish. And let's see. Old Red's condition. It's still drivable, right? Yep, it's drivable. It just cannot use spider mines or hold spider mines. Okay. Because we might need to drive across char in it. It's possible. Okay. Then I will I will let Lily sleep off her drunk. And I think Imogen is actually in a good enough mood and has achieved sufficient things that she will pull out that cloaking glove. Mm. Fiddle around with it. Which she has not examined at all. It like went into her lockbox and too many other things were going on because there was the whole Frank thing. and Right. So I think this will start out as a four purple knowledge Terran check. Oh, wow. Shocking. As this is highly advanced technology. But it's a knowledge Terran check. It is a Terran device. So what is this role for? What is it you're trying to... Well, I'm just wondering because whenever I messed with Psy gauntlets, it was always a psionic or a discipline check. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You want to just try to activate the device? Yeah, like, I don't I don't understand anything about it. I, I don't even know that it's, like, only part of a suit. I just know, like, this is a ghosty thing. Right. Okay. Sorry, I misunderstood. In that case, I would like a two purple psionic check. Okay. Like, you know it's a ghosty thing, so. Uh, do take a black die, though, because you don't really understand how it works. Okay, I have two black dice that have been hanging out in reserve for my next psionic check. Perfect. 
So this is three black dice. This is three black dice, and this is a psionics check, so threats can be bad. Okay. This whole time, these last several days, while I've been under all this pressure, I've also had, like, psionic reverb going on in my head. Yeah, it's just kind of in the background, and, like, if you're not actively doing anything, it's not a big deal, but... But we have all the story points. Oh, then I'll use one. Okay. Good thing I've got Lily backing me up here. Woo! Who's so drunk? I bet you Lee June talked her out of drunk dialing Durian because she didn't want her making phone calls from her. That's probably true. <laughs> I am going to deploy my natural empath. Okay. All right. Well, this time I've got failure with two advantages. So that's mildly better than the previous failure. Failure with advantages. You were not able, you don't hurt yourself and you're not able to activate it. You think it's probably part of a larger suit. So is my assessment that it cannot be activated on its own? No, just that it will be more challenging to do so. And like you're providing more of the power directly in sort of an unfiltered way. So do I need the Knowledge Terran check to understand like what it would actually sort of do? Yes. Four purples. Highly obscure military ghost technology. Is there a blue die from those advantages? Yeah, I'll give you a blue die. A success with three threats. Okay. On the science. Yes, you have a basic understanding of how, what, like, mechanically, how this actually works. That the ghost normally amplified with a small reactor. Question. Yes. A reactor, like the power armor reactor that we have? Actually, it would normally not be quite that large. But, like, that kind of power? That power level, but it's like, you'd have to do a lot of mechanical filtering. It's like you have too much current and not enough voltage. Okay. It's like not exactly the right plug. Okay. But that is the right kind of idea. Normally, you would have that to do a whole suit. This is like the Mobius reactor thing? Yes. Okay. And it's more like the ghost is somehow interfacing psionically to guide that. What you have now, however, is one, not a direct connection, because you only have the glove. And it's unfiltered, so you have to power it yourself, and like you have to sort of like modulate the energy yourself. But it would, if you had the whole suit... Provide a full cloaking set of armor. So if you don't have the whole suit, what does it actually do? It would cloak your, like, arm up to your elbow. Hard tricks. Yes. Okay. Which may or may not be super useful. Well, you know, for, like, hiding behind something and reaching out and, like, snatching. It's a it's a pickpocket glove. That is possible. Then I could have, like, one Terran arm, one Protoss arm. Creepy. Well, no, I mean, like, I've got the Psy Gauntlet. I only have one of those. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Can you use it to cloak the Psy Gauntlet? Can you just put them both on the same arm? I don't think it'll fit over the Psy Gauntlet. Um, and it does fit your hand, but it doesn't necessarily... It's actually rather small. Uh, like, so you don't think it would even necessarily fit Lily's arm. Do I know anything about, like, ghosts tending to be tiny people? Like, the, the woman with the shaved head. In my mind, she was slight, but I don't know if that's true. I think that's accurate. I I don't think you know any specific information. I suspect it varies, but that... What about Neiman? What was his build? His build was actually more you would consider a standard soldier. Okay. Durian is pretty jacked. Not quite that. Not marine, but soldier. Yeah, but someone who's fit. Okay. Like Navy? Yeah, <laughs> maybe Navy, <laughs> Air Force, definitely Air Force. Captain Hawk, yes, she was certainly slighter. She was not out of shape, certainly. But she was wiry. Yeah, wiry would probably be a good way to put it. Okay. So this glove, it fit on a smaller person. Yeah. Possibly Sarah Kerrigan. Who knows? That's a possibility, I suppose. Yes. 
I mean, I found it on Tarsonis. That's where she was betrayed. You did find it in Tarsonis, which is also, you know, the Confederate capital world where they did lots of terrible uh, ghost experimentation. Yeah, the threats, however, are going to be that activating this device will take another black die when you do it. Just because, like, you have this weird interface that you have to use. So it is two purples and a black to activate. And that is just always. That is just always. But that's a psionics check. Yep. And that's a maneuver? Like the psychologist is. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fine. All right, I will be able to pick pockets. Okay, I think we flash forward to the next morning, and you folks will be on your way to... Lily finds out you're going to Char. Yeah, it's like usual. Just when I tell her the address, like, taxi driver, take me to the Zerg homeworld. Maybe she recognizes the coordinates. I think there is a good chance that you do recognize the coordinates. Which I know is the Zerg homeworld. Yeah, everybody does. It's like Zerg capital world. Some people think the Zerg came from there, but it doesn't really add up. Lily might actually pause a little bit for this, but she's not going to say anything. (laughs) And Lily, he normally just like, uh, like, yes, sir. Like, she's actually like, that's the Char homeworld. <laughs> she takes a second. She's like, all right. Okay. I mean, even Reckless Lily knows it's a bad idea. Yeah. Guess we're assaulting Char. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> You've been listening to Fraud Investigators. Set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.